can't get enough? Dive back in with discussions about the latest episodes, the dramas, and the storylines from the most entertaining and addictive reality shows you love to hate or hate to love. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. It's You Get a Rose with Marley McMillan. Welcome back to the You Get a Rose podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast because we are actually broadcasting from Philadelphia. We've taken the podcast on the road. Uh, I am Marley, and I am actually joined by a special co-host this week, Phil Mackey, who is of 1500 ESPN, that is 1500 AM in Minneapolis, St. Paul. He talks sports. This is you realizing, oh crap, I'm in Philadelphia, and we're getting down to the wire, and I just need anyone in my social circle who loves this show, and I'm like, well, I mean, if you're going to twist my arm. Okay, see, that's what you think, but in my mind, I I actually love, this isn't the first time you've hosted with me, and I love talking with you about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And what I wrote down in thinking about having you along was this is now the moment for us all to realize that there is a bigger fan of the show out there than me. And it's you. It is, it, it, I've tried to hide it. So this I believe this is my fourth season of either of either Bachelor Bachelorette. So I've, I haven't been hooked for that long. I've been hooked for like two calendar years. Yeah. But I've been hooked on everything. Like all of the. The the Bachelor Winter Games mm-hmm. and uh, Paradise. I'm excited for Paradise. So it's just a year-round thing for me now. And I go through these two-month withdrawals every time you get one of those gaps between the new series. Yes. So and yes, I'm all, I'm all in. Yes, you are all in. I've watched more Bachelor Bachelorette than Minnesota Twins games. And if anyone no. who works with me... Is over, that true? Over the last like two or three months, yes. Okay, really? The twins are so bad, and they're it's they're so predictable. Are you going to get fired from your show? Hopefully, and from the your suits aren't listening that. to this episode. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's hilarious. You can listen to Phil though if you do want to hear some good sports talk on fifteen hundred ESPN. Uh, you're on weekdays nine to one p.m. Okay, so again, the the zeal for this show is real. The fervor for it is at an all time high, especially because it is a Minnesotan bachelorette. So let's get into it. I have to say, Phil, I just told you this, uh, that I finished the episode and I was absolutely bawling. I was in tears and I, I couldn't wait to tell you the moment that I was just, I was basically a puddle. Like, I don't think I've ever cried so hard at the show, actually, wow. was this moment when Jason returned. Wow. And everyone had kind of been saying that Jason was just, he felt like he had the realist feelings, like he had the realist journey. He didn't just give it up all right away for Becca. He kind of went through a more realistic um, development of kind of falling in love with her. And when he came back and kind of said his piece and the way that he handled that goodbye, I I felt like I was watching Legends of the Fall. Like it was a real (laughs) tragic and emotional experience for me. Was it like a heave cry or was it just like straight water? Waterworks. So I'm wearing my glasses right now, but I was, I was, I am taking them off and I was wiping the water as it was coming out of my <laughs> eyes. I was wiping it away from my hands with both hands. Wow. Like it was coming out of me. I, I was, I was so moved and I really, I like him. I've liked him this whole time and actually like am trying to make a play for him, sliding into DMs. I'm just going to be honest. Have you already DM'd him? Yes. A couple times? Many weeks ago. Did you send him your audition video by chance? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. I totally like, look. Seriously, if we want to brainstorm options or uh, possibilities for that, that's a whole other podcast and I'm interested. Um, but yeah, no, I straight up like slid into his DMs on week three and I have liked him the whole time, but oh, so I mean, you, but you, now. Week three, so you spot, okay, this is where you and I are like, 
Mm-hmm. I spotted him early, too. Yeah. And I thought, okay, the, of the 30 guys in the room, you can instantly eliminate like 15 of them, right? Yeah. He was one early on that I thought, okay, doesn't seem to be overly... He's got a little bit of that sort of DB hockey quality to him. But once you can get past that a little bit... I know, No offense, I know you're a hockey player. I know. See, but that's that's what lures you in. It's like right. you just you can smell that stench from a mile away, and you don't even know what it is. He and hasn't then it's, washed his breezers in five weeks. I know, yes. and it, it just... I mean, it's, it's like a... It's like a I don't know, like a potion that you can s- smell. And, <laughs> and then you, you don't even realize it. And you're like, wow, I'm just really attracted to him. And I don't even know why. And then he has a hockey date. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, that's why. Did you see him walking away? I believe it was after he gave, yes. her, he gave her the was it like a, a collage book or whatever it yes. was. And he's walking away. And you can see the hockey bone, the bowed leg. Know. Hockey look. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I just, that is, I'm a hockey player. And it's just, it's like in your jeans or something like that so anyway I mean uh, from the beginning liked him he just had a certain goofiness and certain authenticity I think about him uh, and then come come the point where Becca rejects him I just think you can't even handle that any better that he, than he did and he really did set himself up to be considered to be the bachelor at this point so I wanted him to win I wanted him to win from like the fourth episode it takes a while to figure out. Okay, who's who? Yes. You know who's who's actually in it. Mm-hmm. If you were to take, it's is it thirty guys now? I'm trying to think of how I many. Think it actually, it's like around thirty. Or... It does vary season to season. This season was twenty five, I think. But okay. sometimes there are five more, and it's thirty. Right. So like around <laughs> around twenty five guys. Yeah. And it feels like almost almost all of them are there. Kind of, you know, this this would be fun. But there's always like three to five guys or for, for bachelor seasons, women who are all in it to yes. catch feelings. Yes. And maybe and he even said, I kind of went in it. I didn't think I was going to catch feelings like this. Mm-hmm. But that's the one thing I love about this show in sort of a sadistic way that once you get to the end, the, the last four or five people standing, including the bachelor or bachelorette, have yeah. all caught feelings by that point. Mm-hmm. And it's just utter devastation it goes from kind of like when there's when there's seven or eight <laughs> remaining it's kind of like oh I've got, I've got a lot of options there's seven or eight yeah. left and then when it gets down to two or three it's like oh my god i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna end someone's life right now yes seriously <laughs> i feel terrible for jason yeah it, it, it like you said if this was real life and normal situation and you have infinity to express your love to somebody you would never do it as quickly as you're being forced to in the show. Yeah. And and I'm and, and I know that he, he took issue with the way that she handled it in some ways that wow, I feel blindsided. I didn't I didn't see this coming. Yep. This just went from sixty to zero what happened. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is she can't tell him on camera what the real answer is, which is, dude, I have to cut one of you this week. Yep. And there's a finish line that we have to get to and even though you might be the best horse in the race long term, like mm-hmm. the, the other two are a little further out in front. Yeah. And there's always that underlying, even he said when he left the room, he said, let's stay in touch. Yeah. Kind of that, man, if we could just keep communication going, we could make something work. But totally. because there's other guys in the mix, yes. it's such a weird dynamic. And it, it makes me feel even more terrible for him because I think if you were if you were to take away the finish line and you just lined up Garrett. Listen to me right now, just breaking this down. I love Garrett it. and Blake and Jason, and you just had as much time as needed with all of them to yes. figure it out. I really think Jason would have been the guy. I do. Like I would have picked Jason if I were Becca yeah. if you had time to let these things play out. Yeah. But Garrett and especially Blake 
caught feelings so much earlier and so much harder. Mm-hmm. And they were the first ones to, especially Blake, like, yeah. I love you. Oh, my God. You know, I'm. And if you know that, oh, there's only four weeks left, only three weeks left. And this guy is already all in committed. And this guy is like playing it sort of cool like any normal person would just trying yeah. to feel it out but that works against him on the show definitely well and i i had kind of a similar thing where you are obviously weighing the reality versus the show throughout all of these different kinds of things and and to your point she can't say to him look dude i mean if we weren't on the show like this would probably work out so that's a devastating thing to just know as jason that the only reason that you're not making it is because of yeah. those other guys as you're saying but um, the moment that I had or the thought that I was kind of having along those sim- same lines is Becca is so distraught about having to break this guy's heart, which is it, it must be awful. It's an awful feeling. At the same time, though, you're like, girl, you should be really happy about that, that you just had that random moment of clarity because that's what you're hoping for throughout any of this to make it easier to say goodbye to these guys because you do have to break yeah. up with that third one and now you've got to break up with that second one i mean Dude, I, I, I would be sitting there hoping for those moments of clarity of being like oh gosh oh yeah that guy like has his underwear hanging out yeah. of his pants he's gotta go <laughs> like thank right. goodness i know right. that and it's it's pretty rare that you would get to this point in any of these seasons you know with with rare exceptions and it would just be super obvious that there are two out of the three remaining guys. That, mm-hmm. Oh, this is just academic. I've got one guy with a huge beer gut and <laughs> yeah. another guy with body yeah, odor. D- yeah, they're I all like really good looking, awesome guys for the <laughs> yeah. most part. Um, yeah, I, I the one thing that I can't get past with the two remaining guys is just I don't know if I trust her judgment, knowing how hard she fell for Ari and how yeah. obvious it was that he was just a gomer and a goof and, yes. a, and a guy who i mean he, like very little spine and yes. like what was ari he is sort of a like his his dad is a famous race car driver and he hasn't really found his thing yet he kind of races yeah. no no doesn't. one still no one judgment yeah i i totally see that and still no one knows why ari was chosen at the beginning and then at the end we still didn't know i mean he is he's spineless and also not only just kind of i mean i think just kind of a goofy guy in and of himself but he is no matter what no matter how you cut him and slice him he was never the right guy for becca and that is even more obvious considering all the guys that she's fallen in love with this time around i mean the you know the closest guy to ari this season went home on week one like she's very attracted to kind of athletic down-to-earth outdoorsy guys ari is none of that so you count being able to drive a car in circles athletic but which I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think there was any point when when Jason came back and then when he clearly had a gift for her, some sort of collage yes. for her? Aww. I guess my first thought was, well, he's going to be a little more aggressive in asking if he could stay around. And I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he took the hint or, or at least didn't go down the path of begging for you know, a spot on the, you know, in the final row ceremony, yes. whatever. Um, but did you think that there was a chance on her end? that she would go through the collage or see him back in front of her and maybe think twice about the decision that maybe she would something that the episode would get turned on its head somehow. So once he left, 
is the only time that I was wondering if that might happen. So when when he left the second time after he'd given her the scrapbook, because I felt in the moment that she wasn't going to go there with him at all. But then once he left and she was reading it and crying, I was wondering if she was going to go like, oh, my gosh, this is the first time I felt that I may have made a mistake. But she didn't. And and I I just kind of think he's. Uh, I think he's fantastic. I think she's fantastic, but I don't. I don't quite see it with them. So I. I do kind of see where he went home. I, I don't know. Just something about the type that I think that he is. I just don't think they quite fit together. Yeah. Um, so it. It kind of ended up making sense to me. What doesn't make sense to me, and what I can't get over, is her getting rid of him before the fantasy suite. <laughs> because <laughs> that was, was going to be one of my questions to you. Because would you not just like, you know. I would little, ignore little, that moment little, about the home thing. Like, test oh, drive. Yeah, yeah. Like the home <laughs> thing. Oh, I don't see a home with him. I would, I would black that out from my mind and I would address it the next day because if there, if there was anyone that needed to be in the fantasy suite and that was maybe going to make up a lot of ground... <laughs> It was Jason. Wasn't he sort of <gasps> saying the same thing, right? When she, so yeah. they're, they're sitting there and she has to go yes. on a walk and comes yeah. back. And uh, you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to bring you to, if, if, I feel bad about bringing you back to the fantasy suite. And he's in the middle of getting this devastating, heartbreaking news for him. He's sort of telling her, yes, let's hook up once just for fun. Yeah. Just to see if it changes the vibe here a little bit. Yeah. Right. And, and that's I, pretty much what he yeah. told her. And for, you know, the relationship that maybe has the most ground to to catch up on, the physical thing, I 100% mean it. I'm also kind of joking, but I do mean it. But the the other thing about the fantasy suite is that is your only time when you are off camera together. So you don't know what your relationship is like off camera with a lot of these guys, but she doesn't know with him for sure yeah. that I, I, I did think, I mean, at least at least just have the time and don't even think of it as a hookup. Um, but then, I mean, definitely hook up. Too. Okay, between Garrett and Blake, which one of those two guys is most likely to have cried their eyes out after hooking up in the fantasy suite? Blake. For sure, right? Blake. I, I Now that you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we haven't said that this whole time, that Blake would be a guy who cries after sex. I, I think, I think Jason a- lights a cigarette, Blake balls his eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> Becca just runs her fingers through his either crispy or soft and oily hair. Nobody I can't really decide knows. which yeah. one it is. No one really knows. It's a helmet that he just takes off. Yeah. It's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's a Lego helmet. <laughs> I can't decide if his hair is crunchy. I was listening to Caitlin Bristow's podcast the other day, actually, and they were talking about the same thing. Like, is it crispy and crunchy or is it really oily? Like, are your hair hands coming away dry or wet from like, touching that? And if you notice... I think he mostly wears black and or white shirts because if he wore if let's say he wore and I'm sure you could find episode I'm sure he has a gray shirt on an episode but Do I mean if he, if he wore like a gray or a blue shirt there'd have to be shirt? like flakes or oh. although the black shirt if he had flakes coming out of it I don't know. Well, I don't think it'd be flakes. I don't think his hair, his scalp is dry. I think it is well oiled. Like, I think there might be an oil stain on his shirts. He could he could get a lot of endorsement money for like a Pert Plus or what's the uh, Selsun Blue? Like the uh, uh, head and shoulders? Head, head and shoulders, sure. the dandruff sure. shampoo. A lot of sure. hair, hair endorsement possibilities this season. Oh. Leo was also a candidate for that. Okay. Have you talked much about Leo? 
Uh, a on this little podcast? bit. I mean, Leo, Leo, Leo making a cameo in an adult. <laughs> we, yes, I did. did you guys just talk about see this? that. We didn't see. We didn't talk about the adult film portion, but I I just saw that on Instagram or something like that. Someone watching a movie. Oh wait, it was an adult movie, which is also a confession of theirs. But it's watching a, that movie adult, and then there's Leo. It's it's an adult movie. It's not like the. You know, the most aggressive a of a... It is. Oh, it is? But it's, uh, I guess it's soft. Soft, core. yes. Oh, all right. And and um, I may or may not have looked this up out of curiosity. There's like a nine or ten minute scene where he stars. And I mean, he stars. <laughs> and I was wondering if Whoa. she if she knew that going in at any point during the show. I think it, no. it kind of came out... I mean, it's on his imdb page or whatever you can find yeah. it. it's not a hidden yeah. fact yeah um and i was i was hoping he'd get far enough into the show where he'd have to either bring that up or it would it would come sure. up in conversation sure. in some awkward form like we definitely have to use protection <laughs> <laughs> well, although in those movies they, they either do a really good job of camera angles or they use strategic oh, tape sure. i'm not really sure yeah okay yeah you're right so it's, it, the deed is not always too. actually done you are correct yeah um yeah we've talked limited amounts about leo i mostly just think that if they make a live action moana that leo is going to be number one choice just for, slow motion wind blowing yes hair around he will also be starring in that role okay so going back to the guys that we potentially think could be the bachelor uh we are going to get to predictions of course but it's funny, Blake, I think, has been edited really well throughout this entire season to look like he could potentially be a candidate for The Bachelor. Did I kind of think any, any of, the final, of the final three. Yes, and definitely Jason, after yesterday, I, I or this episode, I felt like, whoa. I mean, there's not a person that doesn't absolutely love this guy right now. I think no matter what, with the, so with the final three, you're getting, okay, looks, check, right? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You're getting... Uh, Two devastating, sympathetic stories. Yep. Jason Check, and then whichever one gets their heart snapped in half in the finale. Yes. Unless there's some other twist to it. So you can mm-hmm. check that box as well. And then from there, I think, wouldn't it just be about personality and yeah. what they make for fun TV for three months? Would you I think, want... Okay, sorry. Finish I, would, I, think, I think Jason... Is, it, it, I think it should be Jason's to turn down. Yeah. He would be more fun. Blake, I think a lot of people actually do like him and he would be fine. But I, I actually can't decide about Blake. I think, number one, oh my gosh, that wouldn't be fun at all because he just has really, really deep lows. But on the other side of things, I kind of think so he's like sort of unstable <laughs> and that kind of makes for good TV. Okay, okay, let's speaking of I'm glad you brought this up too. Yeah. So a few things about Blake. Let's go back to hometowns for a second. When his family was it his, his was it his brother? I'm trying to think of who it was like the blonde guy from his family describing him to Becca. And he kept he kept saying things like, Yeah, he doesn't really yes. cook. Mm-hmm. He doesn't clean. Yeah. If something happens with your car, he's not really gonna know how to fix it. Yeah. Um yeah, he doesn't really do a whole lot. And then, and then the follow-up was, and and also he's a really emotional guy. I'm not sure if he showed you that side of him, and it's yeah. like uh, only the whole season. Yes, <laughs> he's that's a, the only in a side at the end of every single episode. Yeah, come to think of it, I mean, I don't know what Blake does. Like, I don't know what his interests are. I think he's a nice guy, but it kind of doesn't surprise me that he doesn't do a lot of those things. And then it maybe also makes me think, oh, no wonder he fell so fast because he maybe is kind of like looking for that thing to sort of fill his identity because yes. I don't know really what he does or who he is. Okay, the final two guys, this is we're what are we 20 minutes in here and I just had clarity on why I'm I'm so annoyed by the Jason elimination. Okay. Of the three guys left, 
Jason is the one who gives you the most stability. He's the most he's he's a man. The other two feel mm-hmm. very boyish. Yeah. They feel very codependent. Yeah. You, you you mention trying to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. I mean, Garrett flat out said, "This is the thing that's been missing in my life." And not that that's a, a bad thing necessarily. Everyone's looking to you know to fulfill themselves. Mm-hmm. But it in a way Jason doesn't need Becca as much as the other two. And I think that makes for a better relationship. I think it makes it less codependent. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that bothers me about the last two guys. They just feel like such puppy dogs, just looking to follow Becca around. And it should be a little bit more 50-50 to me. Totally. And actually, I mean, thinking about that, I think we can even bring Colton into the conversation. So the final four, (laughs) I think we're all kind of puppies in a way. Colton was a baby man boy. Garrett has a real boyishness about him. And then Blake, I think, yeah, kind of has like, doesn't entirely know who he is. And I, I think you're right that Jason was the one who at least... You know, at a certain point in your life, you stop sort of changing yourself to be what another person is looking for. You're just kind of like, this is who I am. Like, you know, I'm just going to be super upfront about that. And then whoever is the one that likes it, then Mm -hmm. great. That's going to be the one that works. But at least it's out there. So other people can say, like, oh, he's a hockey player. Oh, he loves Buffalo. Like, oh, he's got this slick back hair and take it or leave it. He loves Buffalo. That's, I mean, I said last week, I mean, Jason, I don't know if he could ever love Becca or anything else as much as he loves Buffalo. Well, one of my, I was telling you this off microphone. One of my good good friends and colleagues, Matthew yes. Collar, who he, he's a, he covers the Vikings for us now, but he's so he's been in Minnesota for two years, but he spent his whole life for thirty years in Buffalo. Yes, and and when and he doesn't watch the show, but I said, dude, little Anchor Bar action. They did a little uh, wing eating contest at Anchor Bar. He goes. Anchor Bar did invent Buffalo Wings, okay. but there's two or three other places in Buffalo that would have better represented okay. what people actually think of wings in Buffalo. I love But he we... did confirm how much people just will like die on a hill for Buffalo culture. And... Yes. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because we both did a little Buffalo scoop on our own time. And uh, I was chatting with a woman who works at the... Uh, arena at Harbor Center in Buffalo. She knew when they went on that date. So she knew that this guy from Buffalo that she also apparently went to the same college and high school as that he had made it to the final four because like she was around when he went to that arena. They had that date. They wrote on the Zamboni. I guess the Zamboni driver was like absolutely humiliated that his life had culminated in driving the bachelorette around and making out with a guy on the Zamboni. He's like the laughing stock of the town. But she also <laughs> So confirmed that, moment. that on, yeah 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 no kidding she also confirmed that pride though that like it is just it's so over the top which is so funny because i then said you know we're from minnesota we're all you know crazy for becca and stuff like that we have that kind of pride too like the number of times everyone this season is throwing out it's our hometown girl oh my god like, and this yeah, is she's gonna, our season she's gonna snap move to los angeles <laughs> yeah, in about five minutes by the way if she hasn't I know, already I know. yeah well and uh and but that i think our pride pales in comparison to that of buffalo well they they do throw them they, they throw themselves through flaming tables during buffalo bills tailgate sessions yeah. uh, I, I i did notice and it's funny that you tied this all together with the, the zamboni driver i remember watching that clip and them making out 
on the seat of the Zamboni yeah. or on the whatever, the back or the front. They were sitting on the top of it, I guess. And I remember specifically looking at the Zamboni driver who just looked disgusted. Yes. Like, what has my life come to? Yeah. This is, you're on national TV, dude. How many Zamboni drivers get to be, get that FaceTime on national TV? You're so right. He should really <laughs> take that as an opportunity and be like, I was the Zamboni it, driver dude. from this season and make like Becca's Zamboni driver your Twitter <laughs> handle and just kill it. Own it. Start a Bachelor <laughs> yes. podcast. Yes. yes. In fact, we should get that guy on this podcast. We should. We'll look it into that. That's a good idea. I might be able to get, get in touch with him. I'm not even kidding. Um, Okay, so one question I have about Garrett at this point. Do we think that there is more happening with Garrett off camera than we're seeing? Because I just am not getting the depth from him that I want. Agreed. And I I feel like Blake is the choice right now. And she said something. Maybe I'm jumping the gun on the on the quotes portion of the uh, You Get a Rose podcast, but she said something. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I hope Garrett understands the gravity of the moment before they went on their fantasy suite date. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, and maybe the production team was just sort of trying to set this up to make him look like he was stringing along the I Love You. But they had this conversation that lasted maybe five minutes, and she was digging for things. And, yeah. well, tell me about this. What yeah. about this? And he would kind of give these. Weird, like, surface-like answer-like answers and like every yes. like every other word is like. And then finally at the end of it, he gave the, and that's why I'm in love with you. Yeah. But for her to go in, final two questioning, does this dude understand that we're talking marriage and mm-hmm. forever? And, and if she's questioning that going into the final two, I have yeah. to think that, I have to think that Blake has an advantage. It definitely seems like they just... It's more maybe natural in their conversation and that kind of thing. I always feel like her conversation with, with her Garrett. With you're saying? Yeah. I always feel like her conversation with Garrett is is her pulling teeth trying to get more information out of him. And then yeah. him just saying nice things, which are what she wants to hear. And then, it, and then maybe not a lot of just ongoing conversation. When you're with someone, you want to be able to always have something to talk about. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem that way with Garrett. He's a little vacant. Yeah. He is. Like, you could shine a flashlight through that dude's ear and have it come out the other side. Okay. I, I really think so. Okay. But Blake, he just feels too up and down for me a little bit. Yeah. He's, um, there was that poor, and I don't know what the actual real life timeline is, but it was maybe two episodes ago, and he hadn't seen her in a week or something or yeah. whatever it was. It had been some time. Even though their last interaction was amazing and they had Mm -hmm. this amazing connection, but time goes by because you have these group dates and things. And he was almost ready to just go home. Yeah. Even though their last interaction was amazing, but he sees all the other guys. And then the camera shots, when it's just them at the rose ceremony and they're waiting for Becca. Yeah. And when when one and they they both had this thing going on where the other would go up and and give her a hug at the rose yeah. or or give the toast and then they would and it could be tricky production too you never know sometimes yeah. with the show but they would show the other guy mm-hmm. and they both look so devastated yeah. that oh, she yeah. would even be making eye contact with another guy yeah. and I get it I, I'm not trying to say that it's an impossibly hard situation I'm sure when you're die hard head over heels for somebody and then. There's this other person next to you mm-hmm. that also has a similar relationship. So I'm not even saying that he's wrong to feel that way, but it's it's pretty obvious that Blake rides the roller coaster of insecurity yeah. and emotions 
And I just wonder about that. And kind of in the same way that, you know, Garrett might be a little vacant and also a little optimistic. I think Blake is the opposite of that and is kind of leaning on the negative. I mean, the only reason that I would pick Garrett to win right now would be because Blake just has the tendency to focus on the negative and is, I think, just too wrapped up in his own identity with Becca, that he needs her more than just wants to be with her. Uh, and and his mind wanders to, oh, what's her relationship with, like, with the other guys? And I just don't think you can do that. Yeah. I think you just have to be like, my relationship is the one. There's absolutely no question about that. Remind me where, okay, Jason Buffalo, uh, Garrett Las Vegas... Uh, yeah, or Reno, okay. Reno, Nevada. Nevada. He's from I think. Nevada. Yeah, yeah. And where's Blake from? Colorado. I Bailey, think Colorado. Of the final three, and now it's now it's down to the final two. But I think mm-hmm. I think Jason would have been the most likely to live in Minnesota. Right? Yeah, I, I I think so too. Similar lifestyles, and I think growing up and kind of like um, city kind of identities, I could see. Yeah. And thinking about Blake maybe as being kind of this negative, like you know, lack of identity kind of a thing, and Garrett maybe on the opposite side of the spectrum. Jason does feel like a more realistic, solid guy. Yeah. Okay, I want you to rank for me here because you already you already brought it up with Jason. Fantasy fantasy suite rankings. Rank the three guys based on your opinion on how likely they would have been to gain ground and or score points in the competition. Um, Jason number one um, <laughs> is leagues ahead of everyone. I mean. Okay, number one, he was the best kisser the entire season, and she said that numerous times. And you could, when they were kissing, you felt like you were kissing him. <laughs> you felt like you were a part of it. I felt <laughs> like, like when... I felt like I was kissing Jason a couple <laughs> yeah. times too, and I don't like... putt from that, and I don't putt from that side of the green. <laughs> when she was kissing Blake, though, I felt like we're all like, okay, like she's into that. And then when she's kissing Jason, we were all like, oh, we are all in this. Like we felt like we were in that room with them. And then the second thing, I mean, I'll just say. Hockey players, they have experience. They have experience. Do you think that and was a deterrent that, for her? Because she probably knows that, right? See, this is my one. This is one thing that just you know, Becca didn't grow up in the Minnesota hockey lifestyle at all, and so I don't know that she was like recognizing some of the stuff that he was throwing down. <laughs> what, like, like, what do you mean? Like, what? Just, oh, I, I mean, feel, I feel he like, would okay. have had a lot of ladies, and he would have been really good in the sack. I feel like you know up. how there are tones that only do- that are so high pitched that only dogs can hear. <laughs> I almost feel like that's the case with hockey players. We're like, I'm watching the show, and yeah. like Marley's watching. And picks yes. up different frequencies. Yes. Oh, there it is, right there. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just something that you just can, you just know. Uh, and he would have been fantastic. So he would have been better than anybody else. I just, you just, you just know that he has a certain amount of experience. Couldn't That's she? Okay. Could, couldn't she have told him? Listen. So I'm not going to pick you. But do you still want to go to the fantasy suite? He would have said yes, right? Listen, this isn't going to work out. Actually, yeah, but, yeah, but, no, he would have. Again, he's a hockey player. He would have said yes. One more bottle of you wine know, and go up yeah. to the fancy suite. Yeah, you you can say a lot of bad things about hockey players. I've dated my fair share of bad hockey players. Also dated my fair share of good ho- good guys. Um, but either way, like they know what they're doing. <laughs> it's just part of the culture. <laughs> they know they know how to tape up the and stick. he he That's probably right. would he probably would have been like. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And All it right, would have been fun for everyone. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so the next would be Garrett, but that would be like super vanilla is my feeling on that. Um, and I don't really know what more to say about that. He is really hot, though, so you could just always, you know, kind of be facing yeah, he's just, he's each just, other. Just like a little missionary. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then the third is Blake, and he would cry after it's sex, just, and I'm afraid during... of that. I am afraid of that. <laughs> I, I also just, you know, sometimes you just got to get real superficial, and it is a TV show. I just, I don't think Blake is all, I'm just... I don't think he's that attractive. I don't know. I know there are a lot of people out there that are really Team Blake. So I, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. You know who I thought, and I was wrong on this, because he wound up just being, he just, he totally self-destructed. I thought, do you know who I'm going to say? No, 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 no. I'm excited to hear it, though. <laughs> the guy, instantly, the, uh, the first episode where you're getting introduced to everyone, and I thought, wow, okay, this guy, David. Oh yeah, okay. He, so he comes yeah. in, what, chicken guy. Ch- so he comes in with a chicken suit, which yeah. at first it's like, okay, he's got a chicken suit, but then he took the chicken suit off yes. first or second episode, and oh, okay, he's this entrepreneur mm-hmm. or whatever. Vent- I think he's an angel investor, or whatever he is. He got, he's got money. Yes. Um, he smart seems guy, like, pretty smart. Attractive. Yeah, like mm-hmm. good looking guy, pretty cool. Yeah. But then he just got so obsessed with trying to shipwreck Jordan. Yeah. And it became obvious that he had a quirky, weird personality that was just like obsessed and fixated <laughs> yes. on derailing <laughs> yes. somebody else. Yes. I was so disappointed. I would have thought for sure that he would have gone deeper. This is my this is my theory on David is that he ha- had never seen the show before. And no one had ever told him anything about the show before. So he came on the show and he thought he was breaking news to us about Jordan being like, guys, like this guy is faking it. And we're all like, yeah, we know. Yeah, David, wake up. Have you ever seen the show yeah. before? Like, right. yeah, we, we all know. Right. Like, you're not you're not revealing anything profound here. Right. So he he definitely needed some sort of like bachelor bachelorette education okay. that he did not have. I know we're way off track here, but do you do you feel like Jordan surpassed Canadian Daniel as the as the goofball sort of self centered? No. Odd, oddball of, of the Bachelorette. No, because I'm Daniel, Daniel I love Daniel. Daniel is hilarious, and I don't think he was playing an act at all. I He's think he just was genuinely hilarious. Yeah. And Jordan is 100% playing an act that I don't really always find entertaining. I yeah. think sometimes it is a little bit, but yeah. it's it, it. people are actually believing that act too, which I kind of can't really believe. But I just don't find it that entertaining. I wish he would actually just be authentic. Yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah. I think there's something, like Daniel has a charm. Yes. And, and, uh, Jordan, if he had any sort of charm, I think he he would have even maybe lasted longer. It would have been like, oh, okay, this guy's weird, but he's charming. Yes. And instead it was just tone deaf, <laughs> obnoxious yeah. nar- narcissism. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't get that, and I still don't get it, because I, I thought it was an act the entire time, and then when Becca actually eliminated him was the only moment where I thought, oh my gosh, is this actually real? So I just, I can't get a read on Jordan, and I am hoping to get a better read on him in paradise because he will be in paradise and so will david and all sorts of other people paradise is going to be wild this summer it's always awesome it's going to be it's going to be excellent i think it's going to be really good i was listening again kevin went who's the firefighter who is on um bachelor winter games he won with ashley just like a firefighter kind of canadian stud um he went to uh bachelor in paradise and he was talking with caitlin bristow and he said that it's really really good this year and that you know there's just a lot that happens and and it's a good uh, cast do we have any any colton and uh what's her name uh yeah connections down are they both they're both going to be on the show tia definitely is and i think colton shows up i i haven't confirmed that i avoid spoilers like the plagues 
so I'm a little bit afraid of the internet during seasons of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, but yeah. I think that that happens. Yeah, I think a really hot attic area of the Paradise Bungalow mm-hmm. to lose your virginity on national TV would be a great spot for Colton. Make it happen, Colton. <laughs> hey, on, it buddy. happened for Let's Ashley, yeah. I think. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a V card a season. <laughs> Um, I just wish someone That's had taken... another Bachelor spinoff, the V-card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's no longer just going for the one person. It's going for the V-card. Yeah. Like the Bachelor, the Bachelorette always has to have their V-card. Instead of it oh ending with the proposal, it just ends in just raunchy, if, first, first time, if, yeah. very brief yeah. sex. Yes. If you got Mike Fleiss on the line, I seriously think he would go for that. He's the guy who created all of these shows. Okay, do we... Uh, one note about the Mental All, which is next week's episode. I don't think they've filmed it because they didn't do any actual shots of that taping for the yeah. preview. So just kind of like a interesting note that they probably haven't filmed that. Either that or they just haven't edited it at all. So it was filmed either super recently. But either way, that's going to be really, really fresh. Yeah, we get to see uh, the, really the only guy that I'm really curious about outside of Jason is Chris. And oh. how, just how douchey he yeah. he went from okay he's kind of coming around he wrote his little lyrics on their one-on-one day and then all of a sudden he just got super psycho i think he's going to be really kind of remorseful and try and be normal because he has been kind of on an apology tour to repair his reputation I mean, insecurity is a powerful thing yeah and when you sometimes when you look around that room and oh man these other eight guys have ripped abs and they're super confident and i'm not gonna win and you just start lashing out. Those are some of the most fun moments mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, and I it's look my like... life on a daily basis, really, quite frankly. Just <laughs> lashing, just out, lashing people, out. Yeah, out through insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> At least you don't look like Ben Stiller yeah. and have teeny tiny baby bags that he shaves <laughs> weekly. Um, okay, predictions. We maybe have kind of said them, but I think she's going to pick Garrett. And wow. Blake, wow, that is going to be a real tough draw for I'm him. Gonna, I'm going to say Blake. I'm going to say. I'm going to say okay. that. This is I good. Think, I think she tipped her hand. When, the, the comment that I brought up earlier, when she said, I don't know if he understands the gravity of the moment, I feel like that signified doubt. I mean, she's been locked yeah. in on Blake for yes. weeks. True. And even though she's been saying, I haven't told either one of them that I love them, that's BS. When Blake told her he loved her like four episodes ago, and they were standing in the alley like up against a brick wall in whatever country they were in, Yeah. if you go back and listen, she said something like, we're on the same page, oh, or okay. I agree, or... Okay, so she said as much. Yeah, it was yeah. like, wink, wink, yeah, I nod, feel nod. you, and then start making out. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think if she picks Garrett, both are going to be devastated, but I think Blake, and I know that it's been some time since the season officially stopped filming, but I think he's going to go into a hole for like three months and I just like not shave. And Yeah, I'm scared for Blake for if, if she doesn't pick him. Well, he'll get to go to Paradise at some point, and or Winter Games, and I hope so. They meet, might meet have somebody to, else. Yeah, that he can puppy dog eye yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I hope he already has, you know, certain maybe best laid plans in case it doesn't work out for him. Because I think that's something <laughs> he has to have. He's got to have wrong. that already uh, already set up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. Um, I do have a few quotes if we want to just end end uh, yeah. this special time. I've got one. Okay, you you kick it off. Okay. Okay. And, and it's a little bit unorthodox, but it, it was a glim- I like it. It was a glimpse that we don't normally get of the show. Okay. It was after the credits rolled, and then they show Garrett and Blake standing next to each other, and Blake starts laughing and 
and says, I have to bleep and pee. Yes. <laughs> and yes. it's this moment of tension. Yeah. And you're just trying to envision how wildly uncomfortable it would be, not only just to be standing there, period, but yeah. to also have to pee like a racehorse. And then he eventually just goes like behind the bushes or something. Yeah. And I've always wondered some of the production things, you know, there has to be, you're out in the, these countries and you're, and you're all over the place. And mm-hmm. like, don't you ever just want to take a nap or do you ever have to just take a wild number two because you're eating foreign food in Thailand or something? Yeah. And I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool that they pulled us behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Blake just like, and they weren't talking to each other because why would no. you at that point? Uh-huh. It's like yeah. super uncomfortable. Totally. I, I know. I funny. actually, I like that moment too because I was like, oh good, I'm glad they had some sort of, I don't know, soft moment between them because otherwise it did <laughs> just feel like they just were just sitting there kind of like seething and hating that that other person was there. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of a little bonding moment. Okay. A few, a few quotes. Uh, this, this was a, an upstanding quote from Blake. I'm the kind of guy who looks for a reason to stay, not a reason to go. Wow. That's deep. That's a good line. Wow. I have to say, I was impressed by that. It's pretty deep. Um, Although it almost feels like sometimes he rehearses lines in his head. Yeah. He he thinks about, okay, what can I say that's sort of like a movie? Yeah. And like something that might capture her attention? Yes. I don't know. I just, I heard that and I was like, wow, I've, I, as someone who is always looking for reasons to go, (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, there are people like that. That's great. (laughs) That was a great line. Okay. Beck also said, there's no one else I'd rather eat crickets with in Thailand about Jason. And well, you know, I mean. You maybe made a mistake there because maybe you do want to marry the person you eat crickets with. You know, though, she might have been laying some groundwork there. She gave something very specific in a country she might never go back to. (laughs) And so she can just say, well, I'm probably never going to eat crickets in Thailand, so Jason's gone. That's the only thing I want to do with him, so might not do it again. He's got to go. She she was more interested in eating crickets with Jason in Thailand than spending (laughs) a night with him in the fantasy suite. What does that say? Oh, my gosh. See, for Becca not to realize that, that's what makes me think she's just not the one for Jason. Jason, because Jason's person would have known he's got to be brought it's, to the sack. It's, it's, it's time to I'm see surprised what's under I those breezers. Down, if I were the Bachelor, that would have gone down on night one. <laughs> I would have okay. been like, is that look. Even, okay, if you're, if you're the Bachelor or Bachelorette and you decide, you know what, like, I know this is cocktail hour, but we need to go outside yeah. and we need to go in the hot tub right yeah. now. Has that ever happened? Has there ever been an early pre-fantasy sweet hookup before? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, what, yes, what, Phil. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know on night one, but, oh, many, many seasons there have been people that have had sex, like, throughout that either was never shown really? or sometimes that have been shown. I mean, Caitlin Bristow had sex with Nick Vile on their date, which was, like, far, like, several dates before the fantasy suite. Then she had to tell Sean Booth. She was like, Nick and I had sex. And he was like, Wait, okay. this is, this is like... As they were going into the fantasy suite, she this, brought the supper. Was this? Uh, she told Sean after she had sex with Nick, which I think was just like a random one-on-one in the middle of the season. So okay, because this is amazing. Because yeah. I haven't. Because I haven't. I know. I I know who both of these people are. Yeah. I know who Nick is, obviously, and I and I have listened to Caitlin's podcast. Yeah. How did they edit that on TV? How did they show it? Did they so were they like going into a hotel room? Yeah. Okay. So Caitlin brought Nick back to her hotel room. They kind of like started making out and getting hot and heavy in her hotel room and they still had their microphones on. So you could hear them. You could hear them talking for a while, even after I believe they had shut the door. And and then basically at some point, I mean, they made the decision that this probably wasn't appropriate and they didn't, you know, share all of that audio of them hooking up. So the door kind of closed and then, you know, probably went to commercial break. 
And then I think, you know, it came back and Caitlin, you know, had said, like, I think things went too far. Like we did have sex. And then either later in that episode or the next episode, like she confronted at least Sean. I don't know if she told everyone, but she ended up picking Sean and she told at least Sean. She was like, look, I have to just be upfront and honest. And she she didn't regret like sleeping with Nick, but she just felt like oh, I forgot I'm on a TV show and I went way too far with one guy when I still have seven guys here. You know what, though? Good for her. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Test drive that vehicle. Absolutely. You, 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 you're never going to know for sure unless yes. you test drive it. Yeah, but it was it was not Did the thing Chris about Harrison, her like... like peek his head in during the middle of this <laughs> with like an obvious reminder of what's going yeah. on in the show? In the middle of the audio, it was like, hey, guys, like, uh, where do I fit in? <laughs> oh, I my love, God, Chris. I love, I, He's that's so the, great. That's the one thing that the one thing I really wish would have happened during this last episode <laughs> yeah. is when there was two guys and two roses for Chris to still come out with one rose left. Oh, yeah. Everybody? <laughs> this is the final rose? We're like, yeah, we Good can luck. count, it's like, Chris. Yeah, it's like pretty clear. Yeah. He's going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> What a great oh job, God. man. Like, that dude oh makes gosh. millions of dollars to walk out. Yes. Everybody, I have a date card. I love have Chris Harrison on the show. And still <laughs> one tweet that we read at some point during the season that I love about Chris is, it's something like, ladies, you ha- it's the final season of The Bachelorette, the, or Bachelor, the year is 2030. You're in the limo, pull up to the mansion, you get out. And the bachelor is Chris Harrison. Yes. And it's like, yes. you're welcome. This needs to happen. <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> I love his history on the show, though. Everyone who's been on the show loves him. He started it when he was in his 20s. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it, he's fantastic. The, the Colton conversation, too, was just, I know, I'm sure you already covered this. On oh, my episodes, gosh. Like, Colton all nervous walks yes, up. That was absurd. And, and the way that Chris Harrison responds. Are you worried about having intercourse or or whatever it was? Not intercourse. Yeah. It was um, like getting intimate. Intimate, yeah. Being intimate with Becca. Uh, yeah, I kind of am. All right. He just looked Thanks, like buddy. he was about to burst out laughing, <laughs> and you know, Chris Harrison is you know this scrawny kind of like I don't you know he's never been like the hot guy or something like that. Looking at Colton, this big hunk of a man, NFL player, like just. Probably everything Chris Harrison maybe has been like, I'm not that guy. And Colton asking Chris Harrison like about his virginity. Yes. I bet you Chris Harrison in that moment just wanted to burst out laughing and being like, are you are you seriously asking <laughs> me about this? Yeah. And like, dude, figure that out in the fantasy suite yeah, for one. What are you doing? And, and secondly, did a producer put him up to yes, that? Yes, I think it had so. had to have been, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was so awkward. Hey, Colton, go up to Chris and just like ask yeah. him about being intimate in the fantasy suite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was very awkward. Um, okay, cu- just a couple more quotes. Is this considered glamping from Garrett? Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> and yes, it most definitely is. And then finally, this is Garrett. I just love the moment I'm living in with her. The, the, the language and the vocabulary and the, the mm. poignancy of some of these sentiments is kind of blowing me away this season. I feel like I it's... They're trying to go deep, and yeah. there's not a lot of depth. Now, Jason has depth, yeah. but when Blake and Garrett try to go deep, it feels a little bit try-hard. I don't okay. know. Okay, yeah. I'm not... I. I it, I'm going to watch the final episode, obviously. I'm obviously, watch, I'm watch Phil? What are you talking about? I just, it's a little, I'm going to bring it back full circle with, okay. with a sports comparison. 
<laughs> it's a little like when the Great. Super Bowl being hosted in Minneapolis and the Vikings lose the week before yes. the Super Bowl, and now it's like I'm still okay. going to watch the Super Bowl, yeah. even though the Vikings aren't in it. But I wish the Vikings were in it. I'm still going to watch the finale, yeah. even though Jason's not in it. But I really wish Jason were in it. I do that's, too. That's my viewpoint. Oh, I do too. But if he's the Bachelor, I don't know. I th- I think he'll be a great Bachelor. I'll be like bawling my eyes out at home because I'm I'll be so sad that I'm not actually there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he will be great. On the football note, actually, just a teeny little tidbit, too. Did you know Jason's really good friends with Gronk? Wow. Rob Gronkowski? I'm trying to envision those two because Jason's a really thoughtful, yeah. educated guy. Uh-huh. Or at least he comes off that way. Oh, and also, okay, just before I forget, Jason has cut his hair. Oh, he really? has cut his hair. He heard the feedback and the masses, and his hair is different now. If you go and follow him, like on Instagram and stuff, he made a change, and it's all this like fanfare about like he's got different hair. It's like hashtag new hair is I don't what know he's if that's using. A good idea. What do you think about? It? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I'm so into it. Right his hair it. was just not. It was not working. Okay. I think he was going for a look that he wasn't achieving and didn't quite know that. I don't know. I thought. I thought his locks were. <laughs> I thought they were up to par. I'm not going to lie. I really. <laughs> Phil. I really do. I, yeah. I could envision him. You know, like when hockey players didn't used to wear helmets back in the 70s and 80s. And they yeah. would just let the hair flow. Yes. Or like when you watch the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament. Yeah. And they do the introductions. Yeah. I could see him as I part know. of the all-star hair team. The all-hair team. I know. 2018. Well, that's what he's I going for. It. Well, all right. We shall it see. me. Where this journey takes us. Maybe you should weigh in with the opposite sentiment on his Instagram. Be like, I liked the old hair. He'd probably love that. I'm going I'm, I'm to have enough characters for two different comments, I think. Just yeah. to let him know what I think about it. Yeah, do it. Um, thanks for listening to You Get a Rose. We will be back next week to talk about The Men Tell All. And then we've only got just one week after that to talk about the finale of The Bachelorette. And uh, we will actually be doing a live event for that in Minnesota. So definitely stay tuned to My Talk 1071 and You Get a Rose to find out more information on that um please rate and review the podcast when you get a chance thanks phil again for joining me super fun where can we where can people follow you phil on twitter instagram etc on the next season of bachelor winter games <laughs> i'm gonna be part of it my girlfriend's gonna be mad about that but maybe not even i don't know uh at, oh, Jonna. what's <laughs> at, up girl at phil Mackey, m-a-c-k-e-y on both instagram and twitter and then that'll take you to all of my sporty awesome. sporty mix sporters and things your, your you sporty spice yep. okay cool <laughs> thanks phil and thanks again for listening i uh, will talk to you next week